Hey there, everybody. Hey there, everybody. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the world's fifth favorite Def Leppard podcast, Till Death Do Us Pup-Up-A Party. I am, as always, uh, Stuart, the Leopard Tamer Wellington, and joining me is Alexander Dr. Def Smith. How are you doing, Dr. Def? I'm doing pretty good. It's good to be here. Oh. Yeah, it is good to be here. You've had uh, some tumultuous times in your life, am I correct? Yeah, I've been a you're you're a busy guy. You got your finger in a lot of them pies. Yep, yep. A it's of, been a lot, lot of balls lot juggling, of pie, lot, of, lot of pie fingering, a lot of ball juggling, a lot mm-hmm. of get, a lot of just getting pie on balls. Mm-hmm. I'm a, yeah, I'm, you shouldn't do that at the same time. Yeah, that's probably so, been my biggest struggle in life. It's keeping uh, the balls clean. For folks that are listening to this uh, uh, podcast in real time, uh, you're probably wondering why it takes so long for us to get episodes out, and you're thinking they're in the middle of Def Leppard's Hysteria, one of the greatest albums of human music creation. Mm-hmm. And they're dragging their feet, and, you know, that makes sense. Like, we we don't want this to end. We want this ride to keep going on and on, but... Stuart, that's uh, very know, like. Uh, are you? That's that's like empath. What is it? Empathic of you to be able to tell uh, that. Uh, to be able to just get that vibe from our listeners yeah. who are just downloading these episodes and listening to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're both doing pretty good with words tonight as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm pretty good at uh, at at understanding what somebody wants. Uh, or what they're thinking when they are listening to our our uh, podcast. And you're saying so, that you're saying that the the what people want from the fifth most popular, yep, uh, w- the fifth most popular in the world internationally, international Def, yeah. Le- Def Leppard based on current rankings, news, views, and attitudes podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is they want some kind of uh, like consistency with uh, like how frequently they come out? That, that's what you're saying that you think people. That's what you you're saying you think people want from it. I think people expect that. Oh, I think that's like their I, base level. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's not necessarily something they want. It's something that they expect. It's they, like uh, like how you kind of expect that uh, you know that when you turn on a faucet, you're going to get water and not I don't know pudding or something out of it. <laughs> So it's like, so it's like the baseline of professionalism would be yeah, that's, for us to release these regularly uh, without without a, any kind of struggle and and just be able to just be able to get them out regular like turning the faucet off and on instead of yeah, what I mean, is going on, um, which yeah, is you know we had two two months there two and a half months then we had another month that went by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so like you're saying that's months. like that's like somebody just waking up and all their faucets are on, and pudding yep. is coming out, and they'd completely yeah. forgotten they even had plumbing at that point. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was what saying. A, what a great analogy! Putting it so concisely. <laughs> <laughs> the so it's like if you ordered a pizza, and then two and a half months later you woke up in the middle of the night. And, Didn't need another analogy, but that's and a okay. Guy, and a guy is juggling pies mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> in your living room. And he's like, yep. this is what you ordered. That's You're saying that's mm-hmm. what we're giving people. 
Yep, a Lynchian nightmare is what we're giving people. Yeah. The Well, that's a shame. Yeah, I mean, it is too bad. Uh, <laughs> what and a bummer. The, the thing about a podcast is you, you expect to tune in regularly. You get, to, like, little updates on the characters' lives. Yeah. Uh, you know what's going on. You, those storylines stay fresh. And with this lack of consistency, I think people are kind of forgetting what's going on with our pal, Joe Elliott. Yeah, The star of true. this rodeo. Lead it's true. of Def Leppard, the band from England. Um, they're also, they, uh, they also uh, are missing out on what's going on in our lives, Stuart. Oh, cool. What's going of, on in our lives, uh, Dr. Def? Uh, a lot of good, some bad. I'm, oh, uh, that's know, too I'm, bad. I'm, tr- I'm, uh, I'm, I'm quickly, uh, very, very, life is pushing me very quickly towards the day when I am to be wed. So that's uh that's cool. Oh sure. So a little and bit stressful. Def, it's cool. Has uh, Def Leppard returned your emails about performing at your wedding ceremony? No, they're pre- they're still pretty pissed that they played at my funeral and I wasn't dead. Yeah, that's that, understandable. The they uh the I only got one very short like sort of angry one back from Phil, uh, mm-hmm. where he was just like you know come on what are you, are you kidding me, buddy? Yeah. We we played your funeral. Uh, we're not gonna. We're not just gonna do you this. You know, we're not gonna yeah. do a one over and play your wedding after yeah. we've already like memorialized you for eternity. I mean, that's a fair concern because at that point they're probably wondering: is this is this the boy who cried wolf situation? Are they gonna show up and you're not even getting married? And then they get attacked by a wolf. <laughs> yeah, uh, and. In addition to, uh, you know, your preparations for getting married, you're also uh, a little... One of the reasons why we haven't been recording is you have been in Rio covering the Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I have. I've been in Rio covering uh, just... The Olympics for Def Leppard News. Yeah. For that uh, that newspaper you've been writing for. Yeah, pretty much anything that that I can get... Uh, anything that I can get, like, uh, sort of a Def Leppard, like, context around. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, no, so I the understand. opening, so the opening ceremonies, I was kind of trying to find, like, a, like, a too late for love kind of situation. Um, okay. I, I was do doing kind of Lady Strange on the street, trying to find a Lady yeah. Strange. Uh, that was pretty bad. I almost got in some fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one <laughs> almost. Yeah. What a stirring tale. Um, yeah. Like, uh, uh, rock of ages, of course, obviously, you know, yeah, just yeah, uh, the big Jesus figure that, uh, stands out over, over Rio. I, I did like a big, uh, story about that. Um, it's not did, uh, called the rock of ages, but the people watching probably don't care. Yeah. I remember that, that article you were, you were pitching about it, uh, about, the Rio Olympics in the context of uh, Def Leppard's hysteria. It was a really interesting think piece he threw together. Um, and the, uh, the, the photo that you had, had them mock up is you had them drape that, uh, that statue in a giant Def Leppard 1988 tour t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a, uh, like a union they had to jack. Make, they, had to, they had to make a recreation of course, cause that size of t-shirt. I mean, that's hard to find. You're not going to find that kind of t-shirt from 1988. Right. Well, yeah, it was that, a, they did. It was a little statue. bit. Of, it was it was digital magic. Is how is how. Oh, they did it. 
Because, see, I saw that picture, and I assumed that you had, had laborers make that size of a T-shirt. No, no. Uh, we didn't have the budget for it, so we just – I had um, I had laborers. We had a, a team of, of uh, digital craftsmen mm-hmm. uh, working in Rio around the clock, uh-huh. um, making a large JPEG of, uh, of, a, of a T-shirt that we could okay. then – uh, that we could then hang in front of the statue of Jesus over Rio, and then we snapped the photo. Oh, okay. So a little so bit of a clever big, Mission Impossible eye trickery. Yeah, we had a big screen, a big flat screen that we hung with a helicopter over the uh, over, it, it, like kind of forced perspective. So it was the screen was much closer to the camera and further yeah, away yeah. from the statue, but it looked like this. It looked like the T-shirt. The T-shirt was on the statue, and we had sort of the background printed onto the screen, mm-hmm. um, and that it did take a lot of uh, of work and time and effort from these uh, from these very underpaid uh, local workers in Rio, but uh, but it was it was worth it to have that high quality of a Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> you. Uh, yeah, you pulled a little Lord of the Rings magic on this thing, yeah. so that we could have. Uh, this image and how has uh, how has that article gone over? Great, great! It's gone mm-hmm. great um, so far. It's it's been just going up the chain there mm-hmm. at uh, Def Leppard Monthly, and um, it's looking like it's going to come out in April of next year. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, they're they're booked. Like, yeah. Well, there's yeah. a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of news. Um, okay, so uh, well, that's been what's going on in our lives. <laughs> it's time to move on to uh, the next popular segment of the show, where we actually talk about a song by the band Def Leppard, yeah. or in some cases, an entire album or half an album. It depends on which episode you're listening to. <laughs> um, and right now, uh, we have been working our way through Def Leppard's hysteria. We are. All the way in to side B. Yeah. We, there's no coming back. Point of no return. Yeah, I mean, and you can already have... see the other end of the woods. So That's it... crazy. So why turn back? Yeah, why turn back? And we hit, at this point, we hit the title track, Hysteria. Title track. Okay, so that's the title track, the opening of the title track of Hysteria. Um, so we've already gotten through an entire side A, which yeah. is, as we've mentioned, every single one of those songs was a hit single. Yeah. And we haven't even gotten to Hysteria, the title track. The title track, which is also a hit single. Also um, a hit single. And uh, I, I think uh, astute young students of, uh, mm-hmm. of, our, of our particular brand of leopardology, or mm-hmm. even astute old students, will notice that... Yeah, 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 we're not ageists around here. No, absolutely not. No one has ever accused me of being ageist. Uh, it, well, not in the last 10 years or so. I was kind of a shithead when I was younger. But yeah. the title track is called hysteria and 
it if you're listening to the opening of it, you've already noticed that compared to some of the other songs on this album, this song is not that uh, hysterical. It's not uh, it's it, for it to be called hysteria for it to for the title of it to imply some kind of mania. This is pretty mellow, even in the context of the album for which it is named. Yeah, we've just come off of Run Riot, yeah, which Run is Riot. a fucking... That is a banger, Which dude. was mayhem. And um, then we fucking chill out with some cool laid-back vibes. Yeah, Run Riot is a song. Uh, to, re- to remind our listeners who have been waiting patiently by their download queue uh, mm-hmm. for the last just month. Just clicking refresh <laughs> over <laughs> and over. Just, just tugging down on the app on their phone to see if mm-hmm. it refreshes. Uh, and, then, this, run, and then after 24 hours of doing that, Reaching over with a pen and crossing out the day <laughs> on the calendar. Out another wasted day. <laughs> <laughs> so, Run Riot was a song in which a like robotic demon figure uh, mm-hmm. convinces the poor damned souls of a joyless planet to join him on a march into hell. That's what we. That's what we find out. Uh, it's a. It's an upbeat song. Uh, despite that description, but you find out towards the end that 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 this guy's leading you into a bad, joyless place. From a joyless Sir- place into a joyless place. Sorry to interrupt, Doctor Def. Looks like you got some microphone troubles over there. Microphone troubles. Yeah, your microphone's going all over the place. Oh, uh, yeah. Are you you're looking at me through? Your, I'm watching through, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just slip slipping down a little bit. Okay, I've got it on Listen. a I've got it on a boom stand, and uh, yeah, and it's here we go. It's good now. This is some great audio theater. It, it we might put still together. be slowly slipping down. Yeah, but it should be good. It should be good. Okay, so uh, so anyway, so it, it, Run Riot, uh, a, a wild and crazy song with kind of a messed up message in a uh, that is the climate really the. the sort of the narrative and emotional climax of a trilogy that has largely been about um, escaping and avoiding heartbreak, escaping obligation to society, um, avoiding relationships. Uh, uh, The concept of society uh, Mm -hmm. in a lot of these songs, Run Riot included, is is that society is a trap. You both... Uh, both being in it, existing in it, existing in society is a trap. But then when you uh-huh. also try to rebel against it, like in Run Riot uh, and like in Rock of Ages, that's also a trap. And you end up being um, we end up seeing the folly of sort of unchecked masculine motivations, the uh, the folly of, of male like freedom. Uh, which yep. which quite literally uh, is manifested on this album, Hysteria, by uh, by Joe Elliott flying off into space with all of Earth's women. But so is he at this point, narrative wise, he is still floating through that outer space. He's th- flying through the cosmos with a in a steel can full of ladies. Well, we have to assume that something bad happened to him out there. Yeah. <laughs> um. It, it really Maybe off camera. There have been so many explosions on this album, and so many bad things have happened. I, I just, I have to assume that maybe, you know, maybe they made it right outside the atmosphere, um, or maybe the solar radiation 
um, just fried them right when they right when they got out of there. Because uh, okay. because the really Run Riot is the for for that narrative level. You know, we usually we talk about these uh, these these albums as having like the three the three levels, which is the what's happening on the surface level of the song, what mm-hmm. the subtext of that is, what it means, what the interpretation is, what Joe is saying. Yep. And then there's and then the third level, which is what was happening in Joe's life at that time. Now, obviously, oh, interesting. yeah, obviously, as many people who followed Def Leppard around on tour mm-hmm. will tell you. What was not happening at that time in 1987 and 1988 when these songs were being released as singles, uh, Joe Elliott was not flying off into space with all of Earth's women, um, you know, and and destabilizing the Soviet empire through that means. He may have been doing so by, you know, backwards channels, uh, infiltrating the KGB and stuff. He might have been doing all of that. Uh, We're pretty sure he was. Yeah, yeah. So that so that is obviously just a narrative element in the in the music that that's happening. It's sort of happening symbolically. Uh, but what is happening right now uh, is the the narrative sort of force of the last three albums has come to a conclusion with this demon of masculine uh, of just like energy leading men in general into hell. Okay. And so we've reached that conclusion and that, and like a, and like a Pied Piper figure. Exactly. Like a Pied Piper figure. And that's why because he hysteria plays music. opens in a completely different sort of vibe mm-hmm. because we're going to find, we're going to find ourselves kind of reflecting on what's happened so far. Okay. You got that? Well, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's dive let's into grab the our, song. Yeah, let's uh, put on our bib, grab a spoon, and dig into this sweet treat of a song. And let's start with this first verse. Do we want to, you want to read out loud or we want to listen first? Let's go ahead and hear the first verse. And I think we can do, no, let's do, let's just do the first verse. Let's hear Don't it first. Don't make promises you can't keep, Alex. <laughs> nice pull. Here we go. Why don't you read those lyrics to us? Out of touch, out of reach, yeah. You could try to get closer to me. I'm in luck. I'm in deep, yeah. Hypnotized, I'm shaken to my knees. Hmm. Pretty mysterious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, out of What's touch... What's happened to Joe here? Out of touch, out of reach, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... That I mean, that could, like, that could imply he's out, still out in space. Yeah, um, or maybe he's crossed over and become some kind of spirit. Yeah, or I mean, I, I kind of, in my mind, knowing the, knowing everything that's going on in my mind, I kind of see him floating out, 
just in like a spacesuit, just by himself now, just Major Tom mm-hmm. in it. Um, yeah. And uh, so out of touch, out of reach, he's beyond everything. Uh, you could try to get closer to me. Um, I don't know what I'm in luck means. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. I always assumed he said, I'm in love. So did I. The, I always thought that the lyric lyrics was... disagree with me. Yeah, but the, the, the official uh, canon lyrics here say that, mm-hmm. say that he's in luck. Um, you cracked open the dusty tome, the yeah. official Def Leppard, uh, what, lexicon or uh, the Def Codex lexicon. Def Leppard, the Codex uh, Def Leppard Arianus? Yes, Codef. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the uh, the other the other weird thing here, so he's hypnotized, obviously, uh, shaken to my knees. You ever heard that expression before? Shaken to my knees. Uh, does it mean that you're shaking so hard you fall down onto your knees? You know what? That makes a ton of sense. That actually clears this totally up for me. Because okay. I, I think what what's always been uh, messy about it to me is that the you know the the I think the more common expression is like shaken to your core, but that's uh-huh. like shaken shaken with an e n at the end of it, uh, yep. and this is shaken with an i n apostrophe. Like I'm shaking. And then to yeah, my yeah, knees, like you're, like, yeah, you're shaking, you're snapping your fingers, like it's going, like my, the shaken is going all the way to my knees, which doesn't make yeah. a whole lot of sense. But if to my knees is falling on the ground to one's knees because you're mm-hmm. shaking so hard, then yeah, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, thank you for clearing that up for me. You know, that's what uh, why you have me around. Sometimes uh, even your background and your learning you know that's the thing that i think the intellectual elite of the east coast just can't really understand is that sometimes you know country is better than city you know sometimes sometimes a child's mind can look at things and uh and just see right through sort of what 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 maybe a more uh you know intellectual person maybe somebody with like a bit much higher iq might might see some complications there. It's sort of you know it's sort of like the like if I'm seeing the matrix, uh, I'm seeing all the numbers coming down and stuff. And sometimes some of those numbers are going to distract me. Uh, whereas if you can't see the matrix, Stuart, if you yeah, okay. are not seeing as much as I'm seeing, you might you know be able to look right through those numbers and see like the oh there's the cat that's uh, you know that from before. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's like uh, in Sweet Home Alabama, you know, mm-hmm. when Sweet Home mm-hmm. Alabama has to make a choice. I was going to bring up Sweet Home Alabama too. Like she's got a pick. Does she want to be with? Uh, she want to be with McDreamy? Yeah, right. Or McSweetie, or whatever his name is. Right. Or yeah, Josh Lucas. Both of them. And you know what? You got to go, Josh Lucas, dude, because he's got that down home charm. Yeah. I mean, the other, one would, the other one would make a lot of sense as a would be would be a smart maybe be a smarter choice, but you know, but there are uh, you know there's there's smart choices in this world, and there's less there's other ones, and those are that's why they call them choices. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because there's a lot of them. Because there's a lot of them, because they're you know it's 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 not like there's just a clear line to be drawn. Um, you know, if there was, then we wouldn't need super smart people and, you know, le- less smart people uh, mm-hmm. to interpret these lyrics. You know what I mean? D- differently smart. Yeah, sure, sure. Fine. 
yeah, street smart versus actually smart. Yeah, well, I mean, I would say I'm pretty, like, I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty street smart. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're really street smart. Yeah, no, I've got a ton of got a ton of just like uh, like kind of on my feet like quickness. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you're pretty strong too, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I mean, you don't work out really, yeah. but you. I mean, your I your body's much, just. Really I can hold my great. own, you know, in in the in the country, in the city, uh, you know, I, you know, other other countries. I, yeah, I'm pretty good. Other other terrains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so back to moving hysteria. on to this. Yeah, moving on to this next uh, chunk of the song. Do we got a bridge here? We do have a bridge. I think, ha- I think we have a bridge here. Shall we listen to the bridge? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, this is. I think. Gonna... Is this an es- is this a classic Def Leppard escalating bridge? Well, let's just let's just hear it. I think I think it's a it's a slight twist on the escalating bridge. Here we go. Okay. Okay, so I gotta know tonight if you're alone tonight. Can't stop yeah. this feeling. Can't stop this fire. Uh, everything about that, the uh, lyrically, the short phrases, the mm-hmm. the sense of expectation and and sort of uh, and drive. All of that feels like a propulsive Def Leppard bridge. Um, yeah. All of it feels like the kind, like the the kind of thing we've described in in virtually every song leading up to this. The difference is, it's basically just Joe singing, and he's singing very uh, sweetly, almost like he's almost like he's in your ear. Oh, are you saying because he doesn't have a chorus of angels? Sure, uh, as in the other members of Death Leopard kind of backing him up that that that's what sets this co- this bridge apart from previous bridges yes well like i like i think um his voice might be doubled and it probably is doubled like it's probably two of them there but uh yeah. but it's not the the generally speaking th- there's like no discernible lead voice on these moments in Def Leppard songs and this one you really i think i feel like they really wanted to keep it close they wanted to keep it right in his mouth like he's like he's whispering right to you right there on the pillow yeah yeah which is odd since the song opens with him being kind of like there's a distance there they're talking about being out of reach and yet this bridge he's like all up in your business well but he's also think about this he's also alone and that, I mean, that's yeah. like, if you think about perspective, perspective's kind of funny because when someone's singing to you, they're with you. But if it's just his voice and he's not accompanied by a chorus of, of floating angels that are carrying you to the, you know, to the top of a, of a Def Leppard chorus mountain. Uh, yeah. If he's not yeah. with that, he's essentially alone. And that's basically where he is. He's floating out in space by himself uh-huh. um, after the ship blew up or something. Uh so we've gotten to can't stop this feeling, can't stop this fire. That truly, uh, as far as the the purpose of the propulsion of the bridge, is it's brought us to that to the 
you know, ne- to the summit of that mountain or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we this is such a this is such a chill track up until this point. Yeah. But this but the bridge is kind of hinting that things are about to get serious. Something's about to sort of unload on us. Yeah, yeah. Something's about to really happen. And uh then the movie the movie the the song is moving moving along at a uh, structurally at, at quite a pace, so we should just yeah 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 Alex. I just want to jump in real quick and clarify for listeners: we're not talking about a movie. Yeah, we're talking about Thank the you. song Hysteria. Yeah, I miss I misspoke. I said movie instead of song. Yeah, um, yeah and that's that's crazy because that's not what this podcast is. About. I mean, sometimes uh, songs are kind of like movies. Uh, oh, okay. In that they can you explain that? Well, yeah, there's some. Um, they're, they're sort of like movies that occur, like inside your brain. If if you're someone okay. like like I said before, you know, if you're someone who perceives a lot of uh, a lot of extra information out in the world, and a, and a song is playing in your ears, and if you're someone, say, you're like a synesthete. Uh, which is mm-hmm. a, a person who sees colors and images and shapes and associates them with sounds. Okay. Uh, or if you're just somebody who has a very vivid imagination, you hear a song and it's like you're watching a movie, a very short movie uh, where, uh, okay. where, there's, where you're making it up in your mind as you go along. Unlike normal movies where you have to like watch a screen. Yeah, and in a normal so it's movie, better than, so than yeah. A movie. Let's just clarify: in a with a song movie, mm-hmm. you get to mm-hmm. make up what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's based on your own yeah. experiences. Whereas a song movie, in, it, a, in an actual movie, or a true movie, as we call it in the movie biz, yeah, uh, you don't get to make up the story. The story is told to you with images and sounds. Yeah, in the movie biz, uh, movies are called true movies, and songs are called song movies. Uh, yeah. that's one of the that's one of the things that if you're gonna if you're thinking about getting into the film industry, going moving out to Hollywood, one thing you got to learn is uh, is that, that there's a big difference between a an, uh, between a, a, a true movie or a real movie and a song movie. Which is yeah, you don't you don't want to look like some kind of fresh off the bus yokel, right? right. Like Axl Rose at the beginning of Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, so don't yeah. If you're getting off the bus and Welcome to the Jungle starts playing, uh, (laughs) don't go. Don't go. Whoa, this movie's loud as shit. Like, don't say that. You say, whoa, this song movie rules. Say something like that. Also, don't complain about how loud stuff is when you get to Hollywood because they hate that. They hate that. Everyone's going to make fun of you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, That's why they say, that's why he, that's why Axel warned you. He said, welcome to the jungle. The great thing about your Axel Rose impression just then is that he sounds like a California dude and not a guy from Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why do you even take the bus? He's from there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's from the, he's, he's actually from the West coast of Indiana. So he, oh, where they he, say stoked all yeah, the time, like, oh, and they dude. they put guac, they put avocado on everything. Yeah, they're like, uh, you want some guac with that, bro? <laughs> they say that yep. all the time. <laughs> they're like, hey, conserve water, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, so let's get to the chorus. Do you have your earthquake preparedness kit prepared, <laughs> dude? 
<laughs> they say preparedness and prepared in the same sentence all the time out in California or in the west coast of Indiana. Let's hear the chorus. <laughs> So much happening there, right? A lot to unpack here. A lot to unpack. Do you want to read those uh, those lyrics? Let's get to unpacking them. Yeah, okay. So I get hysterical hysteria. Mm-hmm. Oh, can Except you feel they, it? Uh, well, let's, let's clarify. They say hysterical hysteria. Oh, okay. But that's, a, that's a, just a yeah. minor detail. Oh, can you feel it? Do you believe it? Mm-hmm. Now's when things get interesting. Mm-hmm. It's such a magical mysteria. Mysteria, yeah. Now, There's at this word. point, they have invented a new word. Actually, they didn't. Uh, who invented this? William Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, at some point, William Shakespeare uh, said it. Invented it, sure. It's not in any of his plays, but I'm sure he said it at some point. Um, you don't think you don't think fucking Caliban was talking about going off to Mysterio so, with uh, Prospero? Yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure he was uh, in a deleted scene somewhere. But the yeah. um, the uh, Mysteria, I looked the I looked the word up, right? And it's not really like it's not a common usage word. It's plural definite of the word Mysterium. Uh, so if you're talking about multiple Mysteriums, you okay. talk about Mysteria. Now, this is true. Okay. This is real. And do you know what Mysterium is? What's that, Alex? <laughs> Mysterium is a historical... Is that, is that a mystery uh, element that can only be found on a specific planet somewhere? They it, use it to power their spaceships? It is, a, it is an actual historical astrological term. Mm-hmm. Astrological, sorry. Astronomical term for a... Uh, a, a a radio emission that came from space in like uh, at, at some point Get in history. The fuck out of here! No, seriously. And so they said that they they said that where it came from was Mysterium, and that was what that was the actual word for it for a long time. They eventually found out that it was like some kind of radiation that was uh, that was sending this uh, radio uh, transmission to Earth, but it was called Mysterium. Okay. Well, that may, that sounds crazy, but it fits our narrative. It totally fits our narrative. When you get that feeling, better start believing. Because mm-hmm. it's a miracle. Oh, say you will. Ooh, babe. And then, quietly, hysteria when you're near. Yeah, he does that in the... He breaks, he breaks the whole thing down. Well, actually, let's, let's go through... Because the... The angelic voices pop in there finally. Oh heck yeah, they do! At, once we get to the chorus, they don't they don't jump in on the on the bridge. They let the bridge happen with just you and Joe. And then and there's no and there's no build up and come down here. We go right to we go verse chorus or we go verse bridge chorus. Right. There's no verse bridge verse. Yeah, they didn't they, they didn't uh, 
they didn't do that, but they only they also only had two verses for this song. So maybe they yeah. just maybe that was just a matter of conserving the the verses that they had. Um, or maybe yeah, they didn't sense. like a third verse or something like that. I don't know. Uh, so the the voices when they do come in, uh, this is another little cool bit of like tone painting that they do with this setting is that the the words that that the um, that the big chorus vocals are saying because you got oh I get hysterical coming from Joe and then hysteria in the background from the from the voices. It's like multiple voices in his head or something. Oh, so it is okay. like. We talk about, you know, his, somebody being hysterical, somebody be going crazy. It is like being crazy. There's multiple voices in there. And the voices build and build and build and build throughout this chorus. And then we get to the end and he goes, and he just, it's like he leans out to you and he's like, yeah, that's what's happening in my life. Hysteria when you're near. And we're back to just him by himself. So it's very evocative of this, uh, of, of this idea that he's floating out in space by himself. Right? Yeah. It's it 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 works pretty well. And then he he goes back to that I I do love that little moment where he he kind of whispers in your ear hysteria when you're near. Yeah. Well and also and, and there's also the ooh babe, which has always mm-hmm. been interesting to me because I like it's funny how they say the chorus happens like three times. And yeah. and they say "ooh babe" at that point. With what might be an ad lib to somebody else, they yeah. say "ooh babe" every time, like it's part of the lyrics. Like "say you will," yeah. "ooh babe," and there's even it even has its own moment. It has its own cadence. So it's like "say you will," "ooh babe," which I had convinced myself over over many years that that was "obey." Like "say you will," "obey," <laughs> and that makes sense. And I'm I'm. Pretty convinced that the last time he does it, he does beg for her to obey because he uh, just the way he says it at the last time to me to this day really sounds like obey. And it it does seem like a like a scat line. And this is a record filled with Joe Elliott throwing off a little bit of scat here and there. Yeah. So why isn't why is this given so much weight? Why is it on I mean, the you know on the on this? It's listed on the lyric sheet. It's listed on the lyric sheet. It happens every time. And it's 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 given the same weight as like as an important couple of words, yet it's ooh babe. So yeah. um, it's it's an interesting choice. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. I'd like to sure. say what I actually think this song is about. What's happening? Okay, we're gonna get into that before we even touch verse number two. Yeah, well, I just think it's. Uh, I, th- I think we have the information that we need at the end of the at the end of the chorus. So okay. we've been we've been taken on this journey. We've been uh, we've been symbolically thrust out into space to be alone with Joe. And mm-hmm. the, what what's actually happening here is the, as we've we hit the climax of Ren Riot, we've come out of it, and it has turned out that everything that has happened so far has been a dream. Oh. A dream had by someone who's going kind of crazy, but not literally crazy, not scary crazy, but like in love crazy. So if you think about the cover of the album, you know, which is yep. which is an interpret a visual interpretation of hysteria. You have this guy, you have a du- sort of a double faced guy um, looking in two directions, trapped inside a a triangle, but also 
uh, sort of out, but bursting out of the triangle, all these weird symbols, a lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, that's a person who's conflicted. Maybe the triangle's like a love triangle. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- so there's all this crazy stuff going on, and this guy is losing his mind in love. That's what we're presented with at the beginning. And then we go through this crazy long story with all this stuff happening, and then we reach the song hysteria, and we find out, whoop, whoop, here we are back in a guy's brain. Just back in his brain. Yeah, so this yeah, whole yeah. thing has been, Stuart, a dream. A framing device. Yeah, it's a, the, the cover and, the, and this song are a framing device for the sort of chaos of the narrative of what's happened in between, which is the, to, for me, that's like the best kind of story is the ones where it turns out it was all a dream, you know? Cause you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. you love those. I, I love those stories so much. Cause you can, you can just do so much with a story where you don't have to resolve anything or you don't. I've like, always said my favorite thing is when the end of the story, you find out that it, the whole thing you've been watching or reading was all a story written by one of the main characters. Oh, that's like, great that too. I love it. I love it when there's a reset button or when the um, or when it just turns out that this is a cycle that happens over and over again, or that it's a dream. Because I, I love it because you know if you're telling a if you're telling a real story. You can't just yeah. kill off a major character. You can't, like, put the whole world in danger. You can't blow up no. the world or blow up multiple worlds. If you're telling a real story that's going to end at some point, uh, uh-huh. you don't want to leave people bummed out or, uh, you of know. Of course not. You don't want to raise the stakes too high. But if it's going to be a dream, you can really, really, you know, if, if none of the stakes matter, you can really do all kinds of crazy stuff with it. And that's why we were able to, like, Take all of women off of Earth, fly yeah. Joe out into space, blow him up, uh, blow up all of all of Earth, walk all of the men left on Earth into hell. That's why we were able to do that, because as Biggie Small said, it was all a dream. <laughs> he does say that all the time. You know, when they I'm big, watching a true Biggie movie, Smalls Alex, it. When, uh, when I'm watching a true movie, I I like my true movie to be like like one of those psych jokes, you know, uh, like yeah. a joke where you say something and then you say psych afterwards. Those are, but I like it to be type like of joke. I like it to be super long, like as drawn out as possible. Yeah. So that I'm, it's like a psych joke that lasts, I don't know, two hours, maybe like that's hilarious. That's yeah. the funniest joke. Or, or roughly 70 minutes in the case of, uh, of hysteria. Well, I was talking about true movies, but we can talk about we can talk about song movie, uh, song, song movies. movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so coll- well, we, this is a collection of song movies. This is well, a this is an album the, movie. We've reached the psych moment of this uh, of this album, and I'm not talking about a TV show on USA where one of the characters pretends he's psychic. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, Monk. <laughs> yep, it's called Monk. He pretends he's psychic yeah. and that he wor- he lives in a monastery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was the whole point of that one. Yep. So we are about to 
dip into the second verse? Do you yeah. have anything else you want to add to this narrative? No, I think Any we've more I, explanation. Uh, I, I think we've we uh, I, I think we should express for a moment. We should we should go whew, and express a, a sigh of relief that comes at the end of a truly classic tale like this when you find out it yep. was all a dream. Yeah, it was um, all a dream. And and he's still and he's waking up, sweating in his sheets. Uh, and his and his little tiny Union Jack uh, briefs that he sleeps in, yeah, and and he's just oh, and he's still feeling this intense uh, lust and love and sense of longing for whoever this is. We don't know if it's Princess Di. We don't know if it's the vampire uh, from mm-hmm. uh, from the first album. We we don't know if it's uh, p- perhaps the um, the the some some would say. Since some have argued that he dated a horse briefly, I, yeah. I, I don't think that happened. I don't think he's lusting after a horse right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's this song is him refocusing all of this crazy, chaotic energy in his mind towards this woman that he is missing and that has mm-hmm. put him on this psychic journey. All right? So let's uh let's find out what happens in verse 2. want to give us those lyrics again i would love to out of me into you yeah that's a little dirty <laughs> it you does could sound, hide. this whole thing this whole verse does sound a little sexual doesn't it you could hide it's just a one-way street i believe i'm in you yeah mm. i'm in you open wide nope that's right dream me off my feet Oh, believe in me. Stuart, did you, before you read these official canon lyrics, did you think that that line was dream me off my feet? <laughs> I did not. Could you have imagined it was... that it was that it was something as poetical and beautiful as dream me off my feet? I thought it was like sweep me off my feet. I always thought it was drain me of my fear. That's crazy. <laughs> Which, yeah. But it makes sense in context. But it's what's really weird is saying open wide, drain, drain me of my fear. <laughs> like someone's blowing. Well, the best part is he's blowing says, the fear oh, out of Joe. Is he just say open wide and then he's like, that's right, because it's happening in real time for him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, you're opening wide. Time to dream me off my feet. Yeah. Which so is at that a, point, you'd be like, why'd you want me to open? Why, why'd you want me to open my mouth up? If now I have to, I have to dream a little dream. Uh, What's amazing that is that pulls you off in, your feet. In one line, he manages one one line of the song. He manages to both give a very specific command, yes, open wide, followed by the hardest command to parse, which is dreaming someone off their feet. Yeah, so you've got to do you've got to do something inside your own brain that is so powerful. 
It's like, Joe, just give me what – tell me what success looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me to do something and have me have no idea what I'm supposed to do. Yes. It's a crazy – it's a crazy verse. This is one of these strangest verses. Uh, no. Um, in in many ways, uh, out of me into you. Say, yeah, again, there's like every line has a bit of a sexual connotation or a physical connective connotation. Just, just a tad. Yeah, where it's uh, you know into you, I'm in you, open wide. Uh, it, you could hide. It's a one way street. I think he's saying like you could go ahead and and try to get away from me, but there's no way I'm turning around. Um, and then, oh, believe in me at the end, after he's saying, dream me off my feet, uh, could it be that to dream him off his feet, what he really wants is for her to see the greatest image of him, like to lift him, to elevate him with her mind, to believe in him so much that she starts to see him as a better man. That's what I'm thinking that that oh. means. But then so he's also, like, but then he's also, he's given a cheeky wink to the lads by making it also sound like he's just telling her to blow him. Oh yeah, which that makes sense. I mean, that is that is masterful poetry right there. That is incredible poetry when you can be when you can say to a woman, everything that I am comes from your Im- your impression of me. I want you to see the greatest thing in me that you can see because I love you so much and because I want to be near you, but then to also simultaneously nudge your buddy and be like she's she's going to she's going to put her mouth on me in a minute. That is terrific poetry. Yeah. Yeah, it's buttering your bread on both sides, you know. Yep. The best way to butter your bread. <laughs> I mean, it gives you extra butter. I mean, why wouldn't you do it that way? Yep. So after that verse, we just have yeah. We have a another of- bridge. We have another chorus, and then uh, and then a like a cool breakdown. Do you want to? Um, shall we just forego because we're running a little long here on getting through the song? Do you want to just yeah. g- cut ahead? So listeners, just imagine you've had another another. Uh, uh, bridge and chorus combo which breaks my heart uh-huh. to skip them a little bit because you want to you want to jump straight into final judgments no i want to i want to hear the breakdown there's like a little um okay i want to hear the breakdown in the solo let's go to the let's go to the ooh babe from that uh from that chorus yeah please and we'll hear him do another sort of husky low-voiced hysteria when you're near um here we go Okay, so uh, little little cameo there from uh, from one Stuart Wellington in the song. We got a little uh, we got a little come on right there. Yep. Uh, and then before that, though, we had a breakdown that always sounds to me like you've suddenly entered like a scary mansion uh, in mm-hmm. the middle of the night, and there's like little the 
it breaks down. It's just the beat. And then there's these vroom, vroom, little like you're like you're sneaking through a mansion late at night. Yeah, I feel like uh, they were probably thinking, you know what? This song's pretty chill. We are we're trying to get to a, a sick guitar solo. We need to get people a little bit on the edge of their seat. And yeah. the only way we can do that is with some scary sounds. Yeah, or or we're let's have a moment of showing some like demonstrating to someone the uncertainty of the of the human mind. Um, yeah, and then and then we're gonna and now we're gonna have a solo. And the thing I want our listeners to pay attention to in this solo mm-hmm. is uh, that this is a this is the rare double solo. This is the not not two guitars playing off of each other. This is two guitars soloing at the same time. And there's a little love story uh, sort of wrapped inside this of its own inside the song where one of the guitars is kind of hesitant and just hitting a few notes here and there in harmony. And then by the end of the solo, they are both playing these beautiful melodies together. Uh, So just listen for that. Another bridge chorus combo. Yeah, it was uh, it was a it was a lovely moment, but uh, now it's back to business. Bridge chorus combo. Bridge chorus combo, but with uh, it's a it's a double chorus with some ad libbing, uh, and then while where your average uh, you know Joe Schmo band uh, would would maybe fade out on that last double chorus. Yep. We get a little something special here, a little like a little outro that I think, uh, uh-huh. again, is very evocative and very and very re- relevant to what's to what's happening here. Because so if we go to the very end of the double, so they do the chorus twice. And if we go to the very end of that, let's just let's just hear a little bit of this going to the end of the song. Sure. Almost sounded like like Dylan there or something for a second. He just went, "Say sure. you will." So they decided to vamp uh, a little bit, and it's just gonna—it's just gonna go on like that and just fade out. And they decided to vamp on the uh, on on th- on that uh, on like one chord basically there, and have a little solo. That this time, this is important. This time is alone. So it's almost like we've uh, we're back. Just Joe's alone in his mind again. So things are. Um, so we, so we're, we're brought back to the knowledge that Joe is just talking to himself in the middle of the night here. 
Yeah, the psych moment, if you will. Yeah, it's very yeah, it's but it's a very uh, very tender, thoughtful, and and ultimately very sad psych moment. Not fun psych moment like normally when you're joking, and you yeah, get, yeah. and you get to the you know you get to the point where you've said everything you're going to say, and you just say psych. Um, mm-hmm. There's also some very glistening chords there uh, that are that that you know just sound like um, sound like stars. So it's again, it's like he's floating out in space. Um, but that's that's pretty much. Uh, I think I think I've reached the end of. Um, yeah, I mean we're uh, it's it's left us at a really uh, a really emotional moment and yes. a really exposed moment in the album. And so we we only have two more tracks left. So I think it's. I will uh, say I will say one one thing I forgot to mention is that so there's yeah. those glistening chords which sound like that which are you know just sort of very static, but mm-hmm. um, but like bright and shimmering. So the song's not really going anywhere. You're you're sort of hanging out in space, but there's these little like like flashes of light. But there's also this restless guitar sound, this guitar going by the time um, go ahead and listen to the end of it uh, on your own. And um, and that restlessness, I think, again, is just that he's they have not resolved it. They're not in love. This is a really, really beautiful uh, painting that they've made with music, a song painting, what they used to call songs before they before movies were invented before they before they invented song movies uh a song painting that this very clearly uh it gives you an an impressionistic image of a guy who's uh in love but it's not reciprocated and it's driving him nuts um or he can't be with her for some reason but uh so there we there we have it there we have hysteria or hysteria as they say hysteria the Title track off the album. Uh, in many ways, the emotional climax of this record. Ooh, babe. Ooh, babe. So, yeah, that's been a, another episode of Till Death Do Us Party. Uh, Stuart, we have uh, a little bit of housework to do. Just a tiny oh, bit. Oh, shit. A what touch, do we have to do today? A touch of housework. We had, uh, okay. we had a few more people uh, write in and request, uh, okay. request advertisements for themselves. On uh, on episodes, uh-huh. we, uh, if uh, you'll remember that we offered free advertising space to the first five ladies that wrote in and asked to be advertised. Um, okay, okay. So we had we had a couple more. Uh, one one is from Carrie Nelson. Uh, mm-hmm. Carrie Nelson uh, sent me a, a very nice message uh, asking to be uh, asking to be plugged on the show. So uh, Carrie is uh, her name is not spelled uh, Carrie. Like it's like it oftentimes is C A R R I E. Her name okay. is spelled K E R R Y. Okay. And her name is Carrie Nelson. And uh, the call to action here is just that you leave, just leave Carrie alone. Just just know that she's out there. Just don't bother sure. her. She's fine. She's a person in the world. Leave her alone. She's good. Yeah. She's great. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for listening, Carrie. Yeah. Uh, it's a pleasure to advertise you on our on our show. Um, yep. Uh, the other is Allison Abrams. Um, oh. <laughs> this is a brand that Stuart is familiar with, Allison mm-hmm. Abrams. Uh, she, uh, her first name is spelled with one L, 
A-L-I-S-O-N. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, but also, again, there, just, just leave, just leave her alone. Don't, don't bother her. Um, I mean, it, I, I, I'm sure if you want to follow her on Twitter at, uh, at sarcastic voice, I think it is, um, you go ahead and do that, but, but please leave her alone. Don't, don't hassle no, her at all. No eggs. Yeah. No get, eggs. Get out of there. Um, and uh, that's the, so. Those are our two ads. Oh, cool! Uh, wow. So this, we got this week was sponsored by Allison and Carrie. Thank you, guys. Okay, thanks, guys. Uh, so uh, with that housework out of the way, you can normally find me at uh, at Flop Housecat on Twitter, or you can listen to me on my side podcast, the Flop House Podcast, which is a comedy show about bad movies. What a great show! You can also occasionally find me behind the bar at Hinterlands Bar in Brooklyn, New York. What a great bar. I've never been there yet, but uh, but I'll be there someday. Yeah, we're just not that good of friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I live I live like next door to that bar. but Basically, uh, yeah. But I've, I just haven't made it down there yet. Been pretty busy listening, busy. listening to my song. You're in movies. Rio. Yep, and going to Rio. Uh, so, um... Uh, what did I want to say? Who am I? Who am I? Oh, you know what, Stuart? Real quick, just real quick. Sure. I want to bring. I want to. I was reminded of a segment we were doing early on the on the podcast that we have not kept up on. But it's a uh, that seems unlikely. But go on. <laughs> we were doing a segment. I think we maybe only did it once or twice. Where you were going to recommend a cocktail to go with. <laughs> Sure. A certain album, but I, yeah. I think I want to bring it now to to what's the right what's the cocktail for this song? What's the cocktail for hysteria? Okay, just so, as, a, as, as something to leave us with. Yeah, so you know we are kind of floating away and just kind of drifting off. We're major dominant sleepy haze. I would say you want. Big pint glass of vodka. It's <laughs> a great, it's a great uh, cocktail. Cheapest one you yeah. can find. Put a little bit of ice in that shit. Maybe, uh, maybe a lemon if you want. But who cares? Don't even worry about that. Just focus on the vodka. Get it all in your mouth. Kind of, yeah. Kind of seems like the fact that you're drinking copious amounts of vodka. Forgive me if this is like a, a, a an untoward stereotype, but like it also seems like you're kind of. Uh, referencing the Soviet space program at the same time, right? I mean, like that's a the thing. Ton you know, of vodka out in space. Yeah, and also just, uh, I mean, I think uh, Def Leppard and the Soviet Union have had their ties in the past, so I think it's an appropriate choice. Yeah. Uh, so just go with that classic cocktail. Classic. You, if you, any bartender worth their salt will know it. It's called a Sputnik, right? Yeah, I mean, you can order it that way, but people will look at you like, oh, really? You're going to call it that? Just say pint glass of vodka. Yeah, it's like a commu- communist thing. People are really anti-communist right now. Well, it's kind of like the Cuba Libre, which you're like, hey, for the layman, that's just a rum and coke. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, so you got so you just, just be chill, just don't try too hard, and just order... A pint Be glass cool. of vodka. L- l- drink a pint glass of vodka while listening to this six-minute song. <laughs> yeah, you can do <laughs> And then it. you will essentially float out into space. Yeah, yeah, 
So uh, that's a great returning bit. Yeah, uh, I love it. I'm glad. I'm glad I brought it back in the in a so, in a very well, awkward moment where I was supposed to be plugging myself. <laughs> yep, uh, our normally very smooth sailing podcast <laughs> uh, had an awkward moment. Well, maybe you can edit it out. So uh, my my name is Alexander Smith. I am Doctor Deaf. I yep. am uh, I, I'm the songwriter uh, for a band that is called Lydia Burrell, which is L-Y-D-I-A-B-U-R-R-E-L-L uh, on Twitter. Uh, I also make funny videos under the name of Howl Doughty, H-O-W-E-L-L-D-A-W-D-Y, Howl Doughty. Um, yep. And uh, that's that's it for me. Uh, though, did I, I've already plugged the song that, that Jim did of mine. I've already plugged the, I do have a video coming out that was probably put out a week ago from the day that this episode drops that I directed for a band called 21st Century Fox that I have a a feature performance in. It's called Nothing But Net. It will be on the the YouTube channel for all other Hal Dottie stuff. So just check that out. Great. Uh, it's a it's a video I'm very proud of. Uh, I think I think we all did a great job with it. So we'll uh, you guys can check back here next week for your uh, for the next track in the uh, in the album Hysteria. Uh huh. And uh, see you guys later. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Got a right, ma'am. Hysteria, take one. Hell yeah. Out of reach, yeah You could try To get closer to me I'm in luck I'm in deep, yeah Hypnotized I'm shaking to my knees I gotta know tonight If you're alone tonight Can't stop this feeling Can't stop this fire Oh, I can't still go Hysteria Oh, can you feel it? Oh, can you feel it? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Such a magical Mysteria When you get that feeling When you get that feeling Better stop believing Better stop believing Because it's a miracle Oh, say you will Believe Mysteria When you're near Out of me Into you, yeah You could hide It's just, just a one-way one street Oh, I believe I'm in you, yeah Off my feet. 
Yeah. 